0: Two pitch. Hit toward third.
1: Castro has it. Spins. Fires. A perfect game. Roy Halladay has thrown the second perfect game in Philadelphia. Line drive, right center field. Base hit. Ground ball over the mound. Wait for it. Whoa. 3-0 pick.
2: going on everybody welcome to another live episode of the bell smashers podcast this is episode 12 i am your co-host kylie and i'm jen and if you saw Haley's tweet earlier she's got some stuff going on so she will be here next week and uh speaking of next week we have a pretty cool announcement to tell you guys about you can see jen's reaction i can't Um, hold it (laughs) i know i'm pretty excited too um but yeah we have a special guest announcement at the end so be sure to listen to the end of that for that um we are brought to you by fired up sports we love you guys and we also are brought to you by manscaped whom we also love very much so with that comes this roses are red violets are blue our friends at Manscaped have a gift for you. Breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Manscaped, the leader in grooming, are now selling beard products. They just released a the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. And it all begins, of course, with the Beard Hedger. It's a cordless trimmer that has a rotary reel with 20 hair cutting lengths, all with one guard. So no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. Pretty convenient. Plus he, the, plus, he can sculpt his look however his heart desires, or your heart desires, to fully unlock his bearded confidence this Valentine's Day. Even better, save 20% off and get free shipping by going to manscaped.com and using the code BELLSMASH. The Beard Hedger Pro Kit is the ultimate Valentine's present to give his Cupid and Arrow from Manscaped this V-Day. Or your, uh, Cupid and Arrow. (laughs) Seven million men trust Manscaped with their balls and it's time to trust the hair up top with them too. With this new kit, take his grooming routine to the next level. It all starts with the Beard Hedger, the electric beard hair trimmer. It is a premium beard sculpting machine. Along with having only the sink or bathroom floor, uh, uh along with having only the sink or bathroom floor uh, of what all the hair, I messed that up. Uh, the titanium coated T-blade is tough on hair, but smooth on his face, leading to single stroke efficiency. Manscaped and Valentine's Day are the perfect pair and the new Beard Hedger Pro Kit doesn't end there. They have created four dermatologist tested formulations for his post for his post-trim hygiene. First, there is the beard shampoo and conditioner. You need to remember your man's hair is different. Beard hair is more coarse and easier to damage than the hair on his head. That's why the kit has made shampoo and conditioners specially designed to moisturize, reduce ingrown hairs, and re- replace natural oils, and promote beard health. Next, the kit, the kit has Manscaped's beard oil. No one wants a guy whose beard is brittle and dry. The oil relieves dryness both on the beard and the skin beneath while adding a little shimmer and shine, making him look extra fine. Or you look extra fine, you know. Cap off the kit with a beard balm, a pomade that shapes, styles, moisturizes, and tames for a sculpted look. The Beard Hedger Pro kit also comes with three free gifts, a beard brush, comb, and scissors to ensure you or him have the tools for a perfect beard. From first impression to last, you're lo- you're going to love it, and he's going to love it. No one likes a weird beard, so say goodbye to all your stubble-trouble and tame his mane. This Valentine's, so get 20% off and free shipping with code BELLSMASH at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com, use code BELLSMASH. Spice up V-Day this year with Manscaped Manscaped's Beard Hedger, one stroke, one guard, 20 Lengths, love it.
1: <sighs> okay,
0: so <laughs> Kylie, take a breath. Hello <laughs> to those who are joining us. Our guy yeah. John J A W N Crook.
2: John Crook, my God, Christian, and
0: Christian. What up, Christian? You all, what you know? Um, the anyone who's listening at whatever time and whatever place. Once again, your beard is part of your personal hygiene, so please take care of it. (laughs) Please. Whoever you – literally whoever you're with uh, will appreciate it and just use that code to get that discount.
2: Yeah, they did send us us products in the mail. Um, You got yours, right? I did. So
0: uh, similar to Kylie, we will be – I will also be, you know – outsourcing it to somebody who actually <laughs> can use it and you mean you don't have a beard no not right. <laughs> yeah so I will come back with a review just like you did yes.
2: Kylie awesome I love it um let's get into what we want to talk about this week we have seen quite a bit of crazy theoretical stuff that is actually kind of interesting when you really think about it. Um,
0: Like what? Let's get into it.
2: So let's get into this. So the <laughs> one I really, really wanted to mention, uh, which is absolutely my favorite one because of just imagining the chaos. Oh, same. Uh, there, there was a proposed realignment of the divisions. And the... Ours would be – our. the Phillies would be in the East. And in that division is the Boston Red Sox, the New York Mets, and the New York Yankees. <laughs> so, look, I don't know if Jim Bowden is aware of who these fan bases are. I would
0: argue that I, I have a feeling he put all of these together – On purpose, just to see our reactions. Yeah, look at this comment. Violence,
2: violence. Our
0: guy, John Crook, violence, correct? The the four most toxic fan bases all in one division. Can you imagine?
2: I, like, so we already have the Mets-Phillies rivalry. That gets pretty intense. We already, especially on Twitter, we already have the the Yankees-Mets rivalry out of the division. Like, that's, that is a city division, that is a city rivalry right there, not even division. It has no implications on the team themselves unless they get to the World Series. And it's already a heated discussion there. Right. Imagine them being in the division where it actually matters before the biggest stage of the game. Mm-hmm. And then the Phillies and Yankees already kind of have something. Uh, not really. I mean, oh, well, you know, They beat us in the World Series. Yeah, yeah they beat us. Uh, but a lot of Yankees fans, most Yankees fans are typically Giants fans.
0: Ugh. By the way. The ones way, that
2: are not the bandwagon.
0: Go, Birds. I'm wearing my Eagles earrings. You can't see them. I know we're a Phillies Love podcast. It. But come on, we're playing in the Super Bowl on Sunday. Yeah. Go, Birds.
2: Yes, absolutely. Go, Birds. Um, <laughs> but, um, no, like, it, it's just... And then you already have the Yankees-Red Sox rivalry in, already in the division. So just imagine... I don't think a single divisional game would go without an arrest.
0: <laughs> I was going to say... The comment we have about violence, I mean, literally, there would be violence. It, I don't think this realignment should happen for the sole <laughs> purpose of <laughs> people's safety. I do think uh, the liquor and alcohol sales would be off the charts. Off record, charts. A Record sales. But again, that would make it even worse, the violence that would ensue.
2: Yeah, and that's just like the fan bases just being passionate about their fans, about their team. Yes. That's, That's not even considering the fact that every team, except for the Red Sox currently, it would be a bloodbath to finish. Like, who would finish where? You already know. I mean, the Mets are a regular season team. So... You already know, like they're gonna be good because it's the regular season. Um Postseason doesn't matter. Regular season, it, and then the Yankees will always be, um. In contention for it, and then you have you have us who just went to the World Series, and. And.
0: I kind of love it though because with the rivalries and just the history of all of these teams that, are, that would be included in this completely hypothetical division.
2: <laughs> it's not going to happen. Yeah. Ge- Geographically, it
0: does make sense. It just be, it's just fun to talk about, which is why we're it doing it. It is fun it. to talk about. Um, I think it would be, it would kind of make it more competitive, right? Like historically right now, um, The Marlins, for example, are for some reason the Phillies like Achilles heel. But Yeah,
2: but they're not even good. That's the weird thing. You don't have to worry about them in the division
0: just against us. And that's the point I'm trying to make is like in this division, this hypothetical division with the Mets, Yankees, and Red Sox, you would have to worry about every divisional game.
2: Every divisional game. And, I mean, the Mets already play us really well. Mm -hmm. So you take into account that. And then you take into account just how freaking good the Yankees are. I don't think this division would ever win a World Series, though, because they would all just be exhausted from having to beat the crap out of each other in the regular season. <laughs> yeah. By the postseason. Like, I- I'm not even kidding, though. Like,
0: no steam left by the postseason, which is a legitimate consideration.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> john john said uh, from what he's seen at citizens bank when red sox fans travel here they've been pretty cool not sure what it would be like if we were rivals exactly so we don't have obviously don't have any issues with the red sox um yankees i don't really think we have that much of an issue other than the typical yankee hatred that everybody has if they're not yankees fans and just like philly new york hatred is a thing yeah yeah true because Yankees fans are mostly Giants Ninth fans aren't, that aren't on the bandwagon yeah um Are what are Mets fans Jets? I mean Mets Jets kind of Mets, I, sorry, Mets
0: fans are all over the
2: damn place <laughs> I mean some are Yankees fans but that's true <laughs> um but the the non-bandwagon the true New York fan bases um I don't actually know because I mean Mets fans seem to be pretty diehard about the Mets Um, that's true I
0: I have I hear Yankees Giants combinations more than any other combination
2: yeah me too um which I mean I respect yeah me too. if I lived in New York and I had to pick I would pick the better two teams I need to but same um it's just crazy looking at these hypotheticals. Like, uh, You have the in the North, it's Reds, Guardians, Tigers, Blue Jays. Blue Jays win that division. <laughs> the Mid-Atlantic is literally the Mid-Atlantic. Because mm-hmm. you have the Orioles, an expansion Charlotte team. They added an expansion team. Yeah, out, he added a couple expansion teams. Which I'd like to see an expansion team in Charlotte. Me too. North Carolina has beautiful weather, and it's just, like, I mean, I go to the Outer Banks, and I just, I mean, I love North Carolina overall, so just imagining a a team there, that'd be cool.
0: Um, I also love the Outer Banks.
2: (laughs) It's it's a great place. Um, But I really don't, there is literally no other division that has... Okay, the Padres and the Dodgers would still be in their di- would still be divisional rivals.
0: Right, you're saying that everyone else was shifted to a different division.
2: Well, right, they were not they were not just shifted, but there was like one clear team that would win the division. Oh, got it. Like the Giant, like the Mariners would probably win that division with the Rockies, Mariners, and Giants, and the Athletics. Mm, yeah, Uh they'd probably win that division. Mariners could compete of course, or the Giants Mm -hmm. could compete, but I would give it to the Mariners any day of the week. Mm -hmm. Um, The Southwest is Houston, the Royals, Cardinals, and Rangers. The Astros would probably get 162 wins. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. That is like one of the worst. That is such a terrible division. Uh, Why do they give us the tough division? Why? He's not even trying to hate on Philly and we still get hate. Come on now. Yep. <laughs> I see the Nashville one happening, but I think we need an MLB team out west as well. Like Omaha, Portland. I wouldn't hate a team in Charlotte. Another expansion team. Yeah, I like that. Another expansion team was Nashville, Charlotte. And yeah, it was just Nashville and Charlotte. But I agree with the with the West Coast. Um, if you add an East Coast, you have to add a West. Right. Um, I saw a graphic earlier that showed very little MLB teams around the country. They're all mm-hmm. just kind of hyper fixated on specific areas. Um, like, California has four teams. Yeah. Four teams.
0: Replying to uh, John Crux comment, I mean um... – Portland, they've got the Portland Pickles. If you don't follow That's true. them. That's true. They're funny. Their social media is absolutely amazing. Clearly, their mascot is a pickle. It's hilarious and very entertaining. So would love to see an MLB team out there.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, bring the Savannah Bananas out. Yeah. <laughs> the Savannah Bananas. Oh, my God. Another – my like
0: team that they're yeah, their content is amazing. It's it's the type of content that'll get you into baseball, even if you're not into baseball.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah. If you're listening, you're into baseball, but all <laughs> of true. follow some of these minor league teams that are like they don't have as much, they're not as serious because they don't have to be. So it's right, exactly. Fun.
2: <laughs> um but with with the serious minor league teams like we have the Iron Pigs and we have the the Fightins and mm-hmm. all of that, I went to an Iron Pigs game uh, last year for the first time because Lehigh Valley is a hike for me. Yeah. Um, but that stadium is not only beautiful, and the, just the surrounding area is great. Um, the game is awesome. Nice. I haven't so,
0: made it. I haven't made it out there yet. I definitely want. You to- have to. Yeah, I want to bring, and you know, even my uh, my nephew. You know, my brother and his family live in the Philly suburbs. It's still like a drive to get out there. Um, yeah, it's like an hour, hour and a half. Yeah, at least um, you know with traffic and stuff. Mm-hmm. But eventually, want to make it out there because I I think it'd be fun for for my little nephew to experience. It's
2: it's I definitely recommend it. Um, it's hilarious why I went there, because Harper... It was supposed to be Harper's last game in Lehigh Valley. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, so I was, I was there. I, we had bought tickets, because it was going to be his last game, and uh, my parents and I were like, screw it, we're going. Dude gets caught up the day before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so what did i do i went to that game and i canceled plans with my best friend to go see harper's return in philadelphia
0: who needs friends when you have the phillies
2: nobody (laughs) i'm saying the phillies are my friends um legitimately (laughs) (laughs) Do we see a Vegas team coming? Ah, yes. For me, Great question.
0: I mean, yes, I'm also thinking about, you know, Stott, Harper, our guys who come from Vegas. But I, just the way that Las Vegas is growing as a sports team, and you know, sports town in general, I see them getting every possible major league type of sports team. Yes.
2: Yeah, I mean – if hockey can work in Vegas, any sport can work in Vegas. That's um, right. I feel like now I know everybody hates domes. Everybody hates domes, and this I is not. It <laughs> yes, me too. Um, but I've noticed that it's it, it. could just be a trend, but the Raiders Stadium, Allegiant Field, is mm-hmm. also a dome, mm-hmm. and may i i don't know I've never been to Vegas I don't know the weather there uh I know it's a freaking desert
0: yeah it's like a dry it's like a constant dry heat so
2: so I would imagine it would kind of have to be a dome yeah maybe or or like how the the blue jays do it which opens which is open unless it's not mm-hmm. um, which by the way I went there I recommend it Okay. <laughs> um, but another hypothetical that I saw earlier this week from Bryson Stott fan. Uh, what happens if the Castellanos, if Castellanos doesn't catch that ball in game one against Atlanta in the NLDS?
0: Yeah, I, and that was the end of the game toward the end.
2: It was the ninth inning with one out.
0: Yeah. I mean, the Phillies could have lost, but it it, it was game one, though. So I do feel like, obviously gave us a lot of momentum, but fighting Phils.
2: (laughs) I think they would have
0: found a way.
2: You are the eternal optimist. Um, I think now I do not think we win that game. I try to be positive, you know, obviously, um, all that good stuff. But I do not think we win that game. Atlanta caught fire that inning. And I don't think even changing from Eflin would have worked necessarily. Could they have still won it? Of course. Oh, to be clear, I don't think they
0: would have won that game. I think it. Was, oh, you don't think but, they would have won that game either. No, I'm saying like. Oh, okay. But since it was game one, out of the right, two, yeah, of course, yeah.
2: Um, but if we lose that game and the rest of the games go the way they did, right? Uh, first of all, Reese's mistake is significantly worse mm-hmm. than it is in hindsight than it is what it is now.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um. But Reese's mistake only happened because Wheeler hit a guy. So everybody relax.
0: Once again,
2: <laughs> baseball. <laughs> Bigger picture. Domino effect. Mm-hmm. But if everything goes the way it did, we have to go back to Atlanta and play. Right. And I think they are the only team that could even compete with us as a playoff atmosphere Mm -hmm. because i was watching game one and when they were they had two on base and the what the i forget who hit the ball that castiano's caught but whoever that was when he was coming up to bat the lights were off the fans had or not the I don't think the lights were off, but the fans had their, their phones on with the flashlight and everything, and they were going loud. They were going crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was
0: crazy environment. Kudos to them.
2: It, yeah, that honestly, like as much as I strongly dislike the Braves, you have to respect a playoff atmosphere, and that was one I would not only want to, I guess, play in if I wasn't just a not if I didn't just hate the the Braves but I want to play against that Hmm. Um, thankfully it didn't come to the because I don't I I don't know because the last the two games in Philly were such a momentum like it brought so much momentum to this team and yeah. catapulted us to the World Series but I don't know. It's. I think that last game would be very, very tough to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, back to the first thing John Crook said, or retractable. Yeah, uh, I definitely think it would be a retractable roof, if anything. Which I'm fine with retractable roofs because it keeps the grass real. Yeah. Or it could. And just when Uh, you're like in a desert
0: environment like that, it's just not. Yeah. It's too hot. And then if you're playing, you you have professional athletes like out there for several hours and then the fans who could pass out from dehydration. Like it's just not worth the risk.
2: Yeah. So if they were to do it in Vegas, which I really think they could and should hmm Agreed. Um because Vegas is already a very affordable place to live because of the casinos. Mm-hmm. It would be an even more affordable place if another you know, team went in. Mm, yeah. All that tax money. Yep. Just thinking, just thinking about all the things that could happen if one comes to Vegas. Um but yeah, that that Castellano's catch. Clutch. I, uh, I I lost my mind when he did that and he did that two more times in the postseason. Yep. <laughs> like <laughs> I I am a player defender cuz somebody has to be uh why not us? But like that was just such an incredible catch. I can't, I can't even
0: like I mean, I know you're trying to – yeah, as we've been talking about, (laughs) literally game-changing. It changes the trajectory of the game. The Phillies won won, likely because of it. And, again, for him to keep doing that several times, yeah, he wasn't – he didn't have, like, all these clutch hits or home runs in the postseason, but that's what other players on the team had that kind of – Baseball has so many different sides to the game.
2: Yeah, everybody has a role. Um yeah. did have a couple of super clutch hits though in the first mm-hmm. series. Um he had a hit in Houston when we came back game 1. Um I don't even know like I remember watching the World Series and I mean, obviously I wasn't there and obviously like the, the camera or the, the media can like lower volumes to make sure that we can hear, but I really don't know if that world series atmosphere was anywhere close to what we would have. I mean, I wasn't at the world series. What was the sound like at the world series in Philadelphia? insane was it because it, it, it
0: well i will like say
2: the...
0: at, like we talked about the the first series right was the loudest and even my watch can prove
2: yeah mine too i don't know where my watch is but
0: the loudest out of any live event that i've ever been to so the world series was similar i mean Let's say, you know, that first, home, again, I went to the 7 nothing win game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So after the Which first. I blame you for why we lost the World Series. Yes, I take full accountability. It's all my fault. So after the first home run, that was, of course, extremely loud, right? And then it was quite literally a home run derby. It so was. So five home runs that game. Uh, so, like, of course, the fans weren't as loud by the fifth time. But it was still, you know, we hadn't had a World Series game in Philly in uh, over a decade. So it was still incredibly electric.
2: Yeah, so that just reminded me of McCullers and his World Series speech. Trying to act all cocky like we didn't just have a home run derby.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. I would have been fine losing to the Yankees.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, a- at least I-, I can respect the Yankees. <laughs> but, dude, these Astros, like. I- I'm not going to be like a 49ers fan and just completely whine about it. It's over. Yeah. Right. But
0: that's a lot of talking, you know, talking yeah. crap for a team that it—it's not like they blew us out every
2: single game,
0: right? It was a very well-matched World Series. We almost made it to a Game Seven. Like
2: we would have faced McCullers for Game Seven, man.
0: Yeah, I
2: would oh have. Oh my seen God, Can you Imagine we would have had that. We
0: would have won. <laughs> we would
2: have and won it it reminds me like um like the the nationals in 20 whatever it was i don't care um when they won yeah what i think it was 2019 yeah when they won the world series um but my my friend asked me cuz you know we live in the dc area a lot lots of nats fans especially at that time uh <laughs> correct But this one is a legit Nats fan. And he asked me, he was like, genuine, like, your genuine opinion. I know you hate the Nationals, but, like, what is, what do you think? And I was like, if you guys can get to a Game 7, you win. Mm -hmm. And that was partially just me knowing my luck because I said, anybody but the Nationals getting to the World Series, (laughs) just like I said, anybody but the Raptors getting to the Finals. Um, so I kind of knew my luck there after I said that. And I think it would have been the same this year as well for us. Um we would have had a shot for game seven, but it didn't happen. We're not gonna be like Forty ers fans and say you guys were on your fifth pitcher, whatever.
1: Rather yeah. be like that. <laughs> right.
2: Um John, going back to some comments, John Kruk was like, it won me back a little bit with Castellanos' catch. Uh, his defense in the postseason, yeah, it was great. Uh, he was a naysayer, replying to my tweets being funny, of course. <laughs> uh, but he backed off and chalked it up to an off year. Yeah, so my thinking was with Castellanos is Harper did not have a great year his first year. Yeah, y-
0: y'all forget about that. Yeah, teamwork. very quickly,
2: very quickly.
0: Yeah, y'all were some of the ones that were booing him, booing Bryce Harper during that time. Yeah.
2: And, and I mean, I get it. Harper has a significantly bigger contract than Casiano, so. Uh, but like, and- yeah, a new
0: team in your first year, you can't expect everyone to all of a sudden be an all-star level.
2: Yeah, and I mean, the the thing is, The argument with that is, oh, you get paid millions of dollars. You get paid to be that guy that can just go to any team and do it. They're human. They are still human. And we don't know what was going on in his personal life. Castellanos tries to be as private as possible. But we know his wife was heavily pregnant. She had a baby. Yeah,
0: she was. like the Otto, who is adorable. Oh, We love Otto. He's the cutest baby in the world. They story. they bought a house that everyone was trolling them for. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, we don't have to say that. You know, we don't have to continue this narrative. But
2: in in that defense, Michelle did tweet out saying that they did. Um, yeah, they were like the saving the house. Safe? Yes, yeah, they-, <laughs> they
0: were cleansing the energy. But, like it's so dumb that they even had to say that in the first place.
2: Like again. I thought it was funny that because she was joking yeah. and I just thought she was playing along with it. I know Acostianos was pissed that yeah, his leaked. house was At like, least because he was like, you know what? When I'm out and about, you know, that's fine, that's cool, I'll do whatever, like for the people, whatever. But when I'm at my house, that is that's yeah. right. Like, rightfully so. Yeah, absolutely. And I was talking to my mom about this. Um, cause like, I don't know much about the personal lives of players unless they post it. Exactly. And so people that would try to like go to his house or something like that, that's just just weird. Right. Yeah. Um, And so
0: you can't, you can't expect that to not affect Nick Cassianos, the human being as this is happening and then uh, we talk about the the he got hit in the wrist Uh, he had the like he had another injury like his upper back area i think um just all of these things piling up
2: yeah absolutely um (laughs) said he got a seven day suspension on facebook for commenting on a drunk phyllis fan's Shout which, by the way, Drunk Jungkook fans, I love them. Shout um, out, yeah. But he said, he said Nick should buy a new house and burn that one down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, look, we'll, we'll see. Um, I don't know. I I think that Nick's gonna have a really good year this year, and that that's not just me being trying to be an optimist. Yeah. I agree. And then Christian said, as a neighbor of a few Eagles players, I get what Nick was saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they want their privacy. Mm-hmm. And while they are professional players and, you know, of course, we all want to take pictures, talk to them, get, you know, get to know them and everything. Um, I, I don't know. It's just... There's a difference
0: between that and then, like, showing up and, yeah, bothering them
2: yeah. in their yeah. own bothering private space. Perfect, bothering is the perfect uh, word for, for what that is. I, it's just weird. I, I don't get it. Um, like, there's nothing I want more than to be able to say hi to Bryce Harper or boom or stod or real mood or anybody uh but i'm not gonna go to their house right like oh you live over there All right cool i like i'm not i don't know it just it bugs me yeah and the more i think about it
0: (laughs) and again they're, they're philadelphia athletes the vast majority either live in south jersey or like philly suburbs You are bound to probably run into some of them
2: somewhere. But just don't go to their house. Especially the Sixers. Yeah. Because the Sixers practice in, I believe it's Newark. It's right by the aquarium. I think it's Newark. Um, still New Jersey, though. But on the topic of, obviously, Philly players... Uh, continuing, of course. Yep. That's, that's what we do. Good
0: segue. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the master of segues. Um, MLB themselves released a top ten list of each position. And obviously one of them got a lot of talking about because he's such a polarizing player to some people um so just the list is jt is of course the best catcher in baseball for the third year in a row probably i believe it's third year in a row um jt is stupid man i love that guy he's he had one hell of a bounce back after the all-star break yep he was on another level. And I don't I've seen it talked about, but I don't think we've talked about it much at all on this podcast. How Yeah,
0: no, we haven't.
2: But JT just
0: like went crazy at the second un- half. Underrated contribution to the second half of the season, that early part. Because again, we still didn't have Bryce Harper back. So if JT hadn't got started going crazy like that, it may not have happened for us.
2: Right. Everything was just falling in at the right time. It's crazy. Um at number three in right field is our number three, Bryce Harper. Uh he's third ranked. And I think that's fair. I forget who was about who was above him, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it was. I think it was Aaron Judge and Mookie Betts, I believe.
0: Which, yeah, I'll take that. Was it? It's hard. Yeah, it's hard to see this, what the Phillies posted and not see the other people that
2: were ranked. (laughs) Yeah, if anybody's watching and can comment, um, let me know if you see it because I forget. Which, by the way, if you're not not watching on YouTube or Twitch and you're watching on Twitter – Go over to our YouTube or Twitch. That's where we can see your comments. Yes, please. Um, so you don't want to miss a special announcement, by the way. That's coming up. So
0: seriously, I mean, we're not we're <laughs> not just we're not like exaggerating. It's very exciting.
2: Yeah. Um. But at number three, also was Kyle Schwarber, which I thought was it's solely because of his offense. Yeah, because he, I you know I love Schwarber. I have a Schwarber World Series jersey. But his defense, he doesn't have a strong arm, mm-hmm. and he doesn't jump that high. Yeah, so he which has, he has to do a to couple do. things to to compensate. Which is fine. That's not a knock on him. It's literally just a thing. It's just facts. <laughs> yeah, like. I absolutely love Schwarber. That dude is incredible. Which, by the way, a lot of people forget. Everybody was hating on him in the beginning, mm-hmm. and everybody was loving on Castellanos because he was betting three fifteen to start the year.
0: That's another thing that Phillies fans are guilty of is recency bias. So when you're whatever has happened recently is like what's fresh in your mind. So again, yeah. People forget about, of course, Schwarber's beloved now. After everything, of course, but not in the beginning.
2: Um. Yeah, no, I was just looking at the comment,
1: but mm-hmm.
2: um, it's it's really funny you say that because in. I think in the NLCS after we won it and Harper was being interviewed, he said, baseball is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately sport. And I'm I think so. that is perfect. That's why he's such a perfect fit for Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. What have you done for me lately? And obviously, like I, it's a love-hate relationship I have with this kind of mindset because... Especially with the Phillies because I've learned to be a defender of the players. And so it's 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 like I get it, the what have you done for me lately? Like you always have to just be contributing at all times. Um but oh yeah, it is Camden. My bad. The Sixers practice in Camden. Thank you. I just saw that. Um I was gonna say New York's kind of far. Yeah, it's it's Camden. Um I don't know why I thought New York, but, um, yeah, no, it, it's just the re- the recency bias is a little crazy because, I mean, everybody's gonna love Harper. That's never gonna change. He's always gonna do something, but, Boehm started out pretty good. Yeah, he, he no, he didn't start out his first game. The three errors, all that, but yeah. then he got really good. And then he had a slump. Everybody was getting mad. And then he came back and everybody loved him. Mm -hmm. And I know this is the mindset. I get it. Believe me, I get it. I'm there too. But sometimes it's just like... It's frustrating. It is. It really is. I try to defend the players and it's just... It gets a little hard sometimes. (laughs) Um... But anyway, back to the list.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: You can just, my ADHD, dude, I just, million things at once. Own a girl.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, but again, I we have six players that are in the top 10 in, at their position. Uh, Trey Turner was at number one, which, hey, I'll take it. Yep. I'm surprised he was put in number 1. Um the MLB loves Tatis, but I think maybe because of the steroids they're kind of done trying to force him on us. Yeah. Um or uh, was it even steroids? I don't remember. It it was I was at the game when it, I was at the the Nationals Padres game when it was announced. So I, I don't even remember. Oh, wow. Actually. Yeah, it was it was Juan Soto's return and That's right. it was it was uh, the Tatis 80-game suspension all at once. Um, but, I, yeah, I think they're kind of done trying to force him on us. And as John just said, he's going to be in the outfield. Yeah, yeah. Is. Um He's not good at defense in the outfield plus having a full season off, it's going to be really interesting to see how that goes. So Mm
1: -hmm.
2: we'll see with that. Um, Zach Wheeler was number eight. I think that's too low. Again, I don't know if the other seven, but. I know Garrett Cole's above him. I know DeGrom's got to be above him, even with the injuries. I forget what that list was as well, but I feel like that's ex- as an acceptable spot for him. I don't know. I don't remember the, the rest of the, the list, but it was decent where he mm-hmm. was put. And I, yeah. then I thought it was decent. Um,
0: it is decent. I, mean. I think. Yeah. I'm not saying
2: like he should have been number one. <laughs> no, well, of course. But, you yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised they didn't put Nola up there, too.
0: Yeah, a lot of Phillies fans were annoyed about that. Rightfully so.
2: Nola's always been kind of underrated, though.
0: He has been.
2: Um, I mean, I know he hasn't always been my favorite, but. Even then, like, I knew he was still one of the top pitchers, so mm-hmm. I feel like. NOLA not being in the top 10 is a little crazy. I don't remember where exactly they had him. Um, But I'll take what I can get. Whatever. (laughs) With Philly athletes uh, just not getting credit, I'll take whatever credit I can get. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then the one that everybody loves to talk about: Reese Hoskins at ten. Go
0: ahead. I think that is good.
2: <laughs> I
0: don't know, man. I like it. First base is a very interesting strange position i i just think it's you know historically your your middle infield second baseman shortstop those are going to be the the guys that are executing all the amazing defensive plays and like stretching super far to catch Mm -hmm. a ball and like just doing the gymnastics all over the place. You know, first face, you you have to be like a big man who's there and hit those balls out of the ballpark. And Reese Hoskins does that.
2: He does. And while he does get frustrating at points with his cold streaks, his hot streaks are insanely hot. Like, stupidly hot. I think he's like, Three away from Bryce Harper or he was before Harper had this postseason I think something like that like in one playoff like season right and I mean I know you are a defender of Reese I am as well of course
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Uh, we love the Phillies number one good boy we do but I, I'm genuinely shocked he was put at number ten. Like, like not because where did you, because, uh, you think he would be? Uh, not even close to ten. I thought he would be like a lot worse than that. Uh, not obviously because not not because I don't like him. Obviously, I, I love Reese, but I didn't think the Mob loved Reese.
0: That's true. I will say. I was pleasantly surprised to see him at number 10.
2: Yeah. And like, like you said, first base is such an offensive driven position, not too much in the way of defense, Uh, clearly because his defense isn't number one, but he's still very, very productive. His, uh, his war, I believe, was really good. I don't know mm-hmm. the stats don't have him on me. But I can't complain about Reese too much, honestly. Yeah. Maybe put him at DH, but who we put at first? Exactly. So I'm... No complaints here about Reese. Sorry. I, I know people don't like it, but...
0: I am not sorry about it. <laughs> it's like a sorry, not sorry kind of thing. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: <laughs>
0: Again, we, we are defenders, not apologists. We're not gonna like uh, turn uh, nothing into something, right. or exactly. not admit when he has messed up. So he just uh, he gets too much unwarranted hate. It's absolutely ridiculous.
2: Absolutely. And I, I have a good segue for this one.
0: Ooh. Another one that
2: gets another one that gets too much hate. Uh The rules changing this year, the shift is gone, the bases are bigger, the pitch clock exists, Yep. and there's one more, the one comments. that I love. Put in oh, the comments. The oh, the pickoff. The pickoff. A lot of people were saying that I don't know baseball because I like the pickoff. No, <laughs> I just can't stand the pickoff. I played softball. I played it for 10 years, dude. I hate the pickoff. I play MLB the show. I hate the pickoff. I watch the game. I hate the pickoff. I cannot stand the freaking pickoff.
0: I mean, if their goal is to shorten the games, the pickoff, that's going to shorten the game. I
2: think it's going to extend it a little bit, actually. That's true. But now, it's not perfect. You can't just have two pickoffs, and then the batter's the batter's just gonna go after the second one. Obviously, I'm not saying that's not gonna happen, but I cannot like Nola pitches like Nola does pickoffs like it's no tomorrow. Yeah. So I'm super excited to only see two pickoffs. I don't know if it's per person or per at bat. I don't know. I don't know. We're going to have to. I don't remember. If anybody's watching and knows, let us know. But, like, the pitch clock, I saw it in Lehigh Valley last year. Loved it. Um, I'm don't all need, for it.
0: I'm all for yeah, it.
2: You don't need a two-hour pitch count. You're fine. Just pitch, please. Um. Somebody brought up when free agency had pretty much just opened up. Um, It was a Mets pitcher. What's his name? Was it a Mets pitcher? Yeah, it was. It was um, the other Mets pitcher. I don't know if he left or not. I think it was. uh, Darn it, I'm blanking. But it was another Mets pitcher that we could have targeted but didn't. And somebody said, uh, it could be sneaky good that we didn't get him because of the pitch clock. Hmm. So that could play effect into how good a pitcher is, which will be very interesting. Um, it shaved off like 15 minutes of a game yeah. per game. But it yep. shaved off a, a good chunk of time. Um, and now I won't have to hear my dad say, pitch the ball every time a player, a pitcher <laughs> takes 20 years to pitch a ball. And they're also going to penalize the batters if
0: they're taking too long, um, you know, getting in the box, yeah. and and that's historically kind of a strategy too, to like mess with each other, mess with the pitcher. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm over that too, so I'm I'm excited. Oh,
2: like, like I know the everybody's going to be like, oh, you you new people and, and the old heads are just going to go crazy. Keep the game pure. Uh, shut up, please. It's. it's- <laughs> It's like it's. I cannot stand. It. Like I don't want to see a pitcher take thirty years to throw one pitch. Yeah, pitch clock is good. It is good. I am not sorry about it. I like the pick. The pickoff limit. I am not sorry about it. If you want to combat the the, the player stealing, somebody I forget who, um, I totally. It, it's on Twitter. I, 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 gotta. I gotta give credit. We.
0: Um, yeah, but episode title think- might be sorry, not sorry.
1: Yeah, um, that's okay. <laughs>
0: that is perfect. Thank you for by that. By the way, yeah. When we were talking about Reese, I wanted to shout out um, Olivia. She sent, me this amazing, or yes. she sent me this amazing – or Liv. She sent me this – you can't see it because my background is blurred. But go follow her on Instagram, Olivia H. Smith Design. She does her Phillies drawings are like inspired by vintage. They're like vintage uniforms and everything. And so I have her Reese drawing and absolutely love it. So shout out to you, Liv.
2: Yes, I I love Liv. Uh, yes. We too. were best friends. We, we oh, yeah, you met Liv. I have met Liv. We took selfies. We're best friends. Um. Oh, okay. Uh it was Tyler Coffey that was t- we were talking about the, okay. the divisions. Got I forget. It. Okay, then I guess I forget who it was. I apologize if if it was you, please let us know on Twitter. Um but the somebody brought up the pitch the 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 pickoff limit and for there to be a penalty for Um, like a false jump, pretty much. Um, so kind of like to combat, kind of keep control of, make it more fair, because if you put a pickoff limit, it kind of does give an advantage a little bit to the runner, especially with Trey Turner, you know, JT, players that will run, um... So, yeah, uh, John said he's all for the new rules mm-hmm. about it to stop stopping after each pitch and adjusting his gloves and helmet. Yeah. That's another thing I cannot stand. Why do you need to adjust your gloves every time?
0: And I know part of it's like a superstitious thing, but if you're trying to, like, get in the head of the pitcher, it's just ridiculous.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you're if it's a superstition thing, you got Harper doing the, the, the toe tap. Do that. Oh, right. Yeah. You don't need to, to do. I played. I did not need to adjust my gloves. You don't yeah. either. Stop it. Um, well, they have no choice now. Right. The, uh, the, the bigger basis thing. I love. I, it's okay. Bryce. Yeah. Bryce does adjust his gloves. A lot of Phillies players do it. Yes. <laughs> we are all, also guilty. They do, they're all guilty. Um, But Harper also does a toe tap, so that's fine. Um, And the the shift, Harper said that if you can't hit into the shift, like you as a pro player, you have to. Mm -hmm. But I'm tired of seeing like my shortstop in left center field, or Alec Boehm always
0: goes like behind the first baseman. (laughs) Like, what are you doing there?
2: (laughs) It's so annoying. (laughs) <laughs> I all for it, and we get screwed over with the shift all the time. Yeah, all the time. So I'm excited to see it go. Um, see how much we uh, benefit off it as well. So, <laughs> and one last thing before the announcement, the Phillies did reach agreement with Jose Alvarado. Yes, just a year, which. Whatever the year, is, whatever the amount is, it's not enough. Agreed. But I think it's going to be a segue into a longer deal. And now the focus goes to Nola. Sign Nola, people. Sign Nola. Hashtag sign Nola. Keep it going. That's right. Uh, John says, God bless the ship being gone. See? See? The new rules are good, you old heads
0: come on green i'm all, i'm down for the new rules i can't you, wait you
2: baseball purists no it's fine get
0: yeah, with fine. the time i love you
2: guys i love you guys i love everybody it's fine yes yeah, everything's gonna be okay yes i mean i love america's pastime and everything like that but it's fine yeah. we're good we're good uh, <laughs> and now for the announcement so, if you haven't been paying attention to my Twitter, you would not know. You wouldn't have figured this out. But next week, our special guest is Mark Appel. Mark Appel. <laughs> Mark yes. Appel
0: is coming on our pod.
2: Yeah. So, if you have any questions for that you want to be asked and you want to be credited, um. Tag us, let us know, DM us, um by Tuesday. By Tuesday at like noon, please. Um, so I can get it all situated and we can talk to him. This will be a pre-recording. Unfortunately, I would love to go live. Uh, but with spring training coming up in six days. Uh he has things a little busy. A little busy. Um Haley will be on as well, so we we got everybody on next week, and this is very exciting because Mark Capel's story is amazing.
0: We are so excited and thrilled and uh, honored that he wants to come on Bell Smasher. So, partly thanks to you all and your
2: support, as always. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, John saying he loves Appel. Hope he makes the club and kicks butt. Yeah, uh, I actually, uh, I think he makes it. We have the um, the the bullpen is open for him to make a spot. He did pretty darn well for us in his stint before um, he was sent down because somebody came back or something. So, yeah, he has a very very good shot. I am very excited to talk to him, pick his brain right before spring training, ask him all the questions. So it's gonna be a good one.
0: I'm so excited. I yeah I am. I agree. He's. It's really hard not to root for the guy. So absolutely, we, we all hope he makes the team regardless of what happens. We will always support him, and we will get to chat with him. So, again, send our send your questions to us in the next three days.
2: <laughs> yeah, next three days, send your questions, DM, tag, whatever. Uh, get them to us. We'll we'll credit you, of course.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, let us know, and it's gonna be a fun one next week. So we'll see you then. Thanks all. Bye.
0: Bye. <laughs>